Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. You know, despite all their talk of love and harmony, peace, etc. Not all rockers are ready to hold hands and sing kumbaya with each other. There are many who have found themselves in downright like knocked down, drag out fights. Some that are like have gone on for decades and are still going on. So on this week's Ludini Rock and Roll Circus, we're going to tell you all about the nastiest and I mean nastiest feuds in rock of all time. Get ready to rock out with your talk out. It's the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Moms and dads, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the circus. My name is Ludini, your ring master, your ring leader here for the Ludini Rock and Roll Circus, where we bring an interesting aspect of music, music business, uh, the music scene, different genres. We talk about a discussion, or we talk about a topic each week. We have a lot of fun with it. And that is what we do here. So if you like that sort of thing, you've come to the right place. And uh, if you are watching on YouTube, um, subscribe, please. You know, you could hit that like button if you want. Like, hit them a whole bunch of times. Just pound that damn thing. Um, and anyways, that's enough of that, Lily. Um, Ludini Rock and Roll Circus is sponsored by WolfsCustoms.online. What does WolfsCustoms.online do? Well, this is gets you in this gets you in touch with Wolf's uh, with Chris Thunderwolf Dotson at Wolf's Customs, where they do custom painting on your musical instruments. Uh, they do a great job. It's really stand out stuff, so that you don't get up there with the same boring looking guitar that the last five bands have. Okay, so check them out. Go to WolfsCustoms.online. Tell them Ludini sent you. RockRageRadio is the website for the app that uh, we are very proudly to, uh, proud to be a part of. Uh, RockRageRadio.com. Download the app. It's a uh, internet radio station that plays great guitar-driven rock 24/7. Check it out. Um, LouLombardiMusic.com to get some uh, get on our list. Get some uh, 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 great music that you're not going to hear anywhere else, and all kind of exclusive extras and things like that. Also, our website is LudiniRockAndRollCircus.com, and you can see past episodes and all kind of fun stuff there too. And I think that is it for the websites. And blah, I'm like done now. Like I don't want to talk no more. Right? You, you gave up. <laughs> uh, I was, I, and I, everybody's like, you talk so fast. But I want to get to the topic, and I feel like I have this long list of crap I got to talk about. So I've got to find a way around that. Maybe we'll work it in throughout the podcast instead of like. You'll forget. I know. Because I get all excited. <laughs> Um, so anyway, so cool. So we have a Lily and uh, Pittsburgh Kevin. Lily, what's up? What's up? Do anything fun this week? Yes, you did something really fun we were talking about before. 
I did. Uh, I spoke at the Living Dead convention at the Monroeville Mall for the Steel Man movie. But the really the fun movie. thing you did. What really fun thing? Oh, I went to see Jaws on Friday yeah. at the Oaks Theater. Um, f- first time I got to see it on the big screen because, you know, wasn't born yet. But it was really cool. Of course, I jumped on one of the scenes like a little girl. But that's okay. It was a good time. Um, yes. If you don't, if you go to see Jaws and you don't jump at least one time, you're probably not paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> And we, of course, we have the uh, the uh, very auspicious and sometimes suspicious. Hey, hey, hey watch your language, <laughs> Pittsburgh Kevin. What's up, Pittsburgh? Hey, everybody. What did you do? Did you do anything good this week? I ate way too much. I gotcha. I was uncomfortable. Yeah, <laughs> and for me to be uncomfortable after eating, that's eating a lot. That's a thing. That's a oh, thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I had a great weekend too. I hiked in McConnell's Mills, and it was. Just a stunningly beautiful day, and we did eight, 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 and drank, 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 and had a good time. Um, okay, so enough of that shenanigans. So let's talk about these feuds. Feud. Feuds. And there, there are many and varied <laughs> out there. In, uh, what, you know, it, it isn't just one type of rocker either. It's, you know, the, the guys you think would be, like, nice... No. no. Not so much. No. <laughs> no. So go ahead, Lily. Why don't you jump in and give us the first one? Well, I'm going to go ahead and just start it off with the really, really desolate dark one so we can get it out of the way. Right. Uh, but Varg, Vikernes, and Euronymous from the band Mayhem. Um, they are Norwegian black, for anyone who doesn't know, Norwegian black metal band formed in Oslo in 84. Uh, they were one of the founders of the Norwegian black metal scene, and their music has strongly influenced the black metal genre. Um, Holding on to black metal. Very... Very controversial group of musicians. Um, they're known for their live performances. Um, this isn't the most famous of all the feuds, but it is one of the most violent. Um, just to preface, it is. Um, this is a band that made a habit out of burning down Norwegian churches in the oh, early yes, 90s. Those yes. guys. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Two years after the suicide of Olin, who went by the name Dead... Um, He's dead now, isn't he? Right. <laughs> he sure is. Uh, two of the band members became involved um, in a deadly dispute. Euronymous uh, wanted to make a necklace out of dead skull and wanted to blow up uh, Nadaros Cathedral. Vicarinus uh, decided that these were both bad ideas and also thought that Euronymous was plotting to murder him. So he beat his bandmate to the punch and stabbed the front man 23 times. Wow. Of course, Euronymous died and Vicarinus went on to prison, but he has since been released and has another band. So that was a deadly dispute, mm. feud. So wow. maybe we shouldn't get oh, yeah, into, right? you know, black metal and burning churches. Maybe those we... guys aren't messing around. What can you say about black metal? <laughs> I like a lot of it. Just you it's kind of scary <laughs> for these guys to just you get so paranoid. You think your bandmate's going to kill you. Yeah. So you just do it instead. Although that sounds like a marriage kind of situation. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was reading about this weird thing now <laughs> that happened with. The Beach Boys. Mm-hmm. And this is so strange because it's Mike Love. Now, the, Mike the, the, Love. on CNN, Al Jardine and um, uh, one of the Wilsons, I can't remember which, which one it was, were like, yeah, Mike Love fired us. And... <laughs> It, how, I'm going to like thinking like, how can Mike Love fire you? <laughs> like, it's not really his band. I mean, he's your cousin, mm-hmm. you know, but, you know, he's not a Wilson. It was Brian. And it's just a, this very bizarre, very bizarre story. Um, uh, 
So um, there's like there's been like legal legal issues and uh, issues surrounding uh, songwriting credits and stuff like that. But uh, it came to a public head in 2012 when Love uh, unexpectedly fired Wilson and fellow original members Al Jardine and Dave Marks after a surprising reunion. The group had been touring for the band's 50th anniversary, but Love decided it was best not to get overexposed. I'm disappointed and can't understand why Love doesn't want to tour with Al, David, and me, Wilson told CNN uh, when asked about the firing. We are out there having so much fun. After all, we are the real Beach Boys. Love continues to tour under the Beach Boys name with a substitute band. And that just seems wrong. That just mm-hmm. that's not, okay. That's, not, that's no Now, he's, he, Mike Love talked to Rolling Stone and he had a little bit of a different opinions. He says, I cannot fire Brian Wilson from the Beach Boys. I'm not his employer. <laughs> I do not have such authority. And if I did, I would never fire Brian Wilson from the Beach Boys. I love Brian Wilson. We are partners. He's my cousin by birth and my brother in music. Love reiterates that the Beach Boys 50th anniversary tour, which also included surviving members Al Jardine and David Marks, has always uh, envisioned as a limited run and that none of the band wanted to do a 50th anniversary tour that lasted 10 years. It was meant to be special. In fact, early on, Brian was just going to join the tour for a few dates in big cities. We finally decided on 50 dates in 50 major markets. Um, So there appears to be like, a dispute on yeah, that. Like, yeah. It, it, it a dispute on the very dispute. Bizarre. If somebody can figure this out for me, I would I would love to have it explained um, exactly what is what is going on. But apparently there are two Beach Boys. Just like, and we're, we're, we're going to be talking, I'm sure somebody's going to bring this band up. Somebody's going to bring up Pink Floyd at some point. Um, but just like there were two Pink Floyds <laughs> that toured. <laughs> you know? Like there so, are two Great Whites. It's just, you know, what is happening mm. here? It's it's just it's rock and roll and it's a lot of fun, and I think I think what happens is the, these guys just when you get that thing, man, when you play, even those of you guys that have even played like just locally, you know, when you get that thing and people get into what you're doing, like you just want to keep doing it, you know. And it doesn't matter, you know. It just it just it, doesn't matter. I think that um, somebody asked. There's a and maybe you could correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe somebody asked Steven Tyler like, when are you going to stop playing music? And he says, and his answer was, well, when are you going to stop jerking off? That sounds like something he would say. You know, it's like when it doesn't feel good anymore. You know, it's like that is, it just feels so good. And I, so, so these guys, they come together, they fall apart, you know, time passes and everything. But with these, this Beach Boys thing, I'm not, I'm a little confused as to who fired who, what went where, but apparently in any case, maybe touring again here uh, next year, maybe you might see two different uh, versions of the Beach Boys out there. Who knows what's going on? Um, so, anyways, the Beach Boys. Interesting. Uh, Mr. Uh, Pittsburgh Kevin. Well, I laughed when I read this one because I, I don't think I was aware of it. But in 1989, during the MTV Awards, uh, Guns N' Roses uh, won an award, and Vince Neil presented them with it. However, after GNR performed... Uh, Vince went over and punched um, uh, Izzy Stradlin uh, because apparently Izzy uh, had assaulted uh, Neil's wife. Uh, So, yes. Now, you're going to find this hard to believe there, Lou, but uh, Axel Rose, Aquel, Aquel, Axel, 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 (laughs) he didn't fancy this too much. No surprise. Yeah, right? (laughs) So he starts an all-off like media war against Vince. 
uh, to the point where he actually challenged Vince to a fight. I remember this in now. Atlantic City. I remember this now. I, now that you okay, okay, you remember that? Yep. Which I vaguely, I vaguely and, remember. And Bob Guccione Jr. said he was going to put up the money for it. Yeah. 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 It was like yeah. a, it was a big thing, man. And I was like, oh, that's got to happen. That would be right. so cool. Now, had the internet been around. Oh, you yeah. Know, you know, people are so like, can't wait to get mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. I, I would bet it would actually happen oh, nowadays. This. You know. Hold on, Lou. I was thinking about this today. Okay. Now, this is 1989. You know, you know, both of those guys are kind of skinny and svelte. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, they're not. They're not that way anymore. So, <laughs> boy, wouldn't it be fun to watch that now? It would be. They should make them sumo wrestle. I was just thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, though, I kind of feel like Axel would probably take out Vince Neil. Oh, of yeah. course. No, oh, Axel yeah. Axel's Axel's a badass. Easy. Yeah. He's just a little he's off a, his rocker. He's, yeah, he's you know, nuts. He doesn't care. Yeah, and he is crazy. He's out of his mind. Head. Yeah. That man is crazy. Yeah, yeah. That man so. is crazy. He's on one of the topics we have is uh, 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 Axl Rose versus Guns N' Roses. That's his band. Right, but, right. But, you know, it's like him versus... He's, he's trashed uh, every single one of them and said he hates all their guts. But anyways, um, yeah, that's a good one, yeah, man. That was, uh, that while was, Vince I, Neil... I was reading that and I'm like, uh-huh. oh, that one's great. funny, man. Yeah, I, I did. I can just I can visualize it. You know, <laughs> popping one. Nah, they'd be like pulling hair and stuff. You know, back in the day, yeah. Now it's like, uh, like rubbing. Today their, they'd be like, like, like jumping at on each other and like you know, it'd be like studio wrestling. Them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it exactly. Be, it, now Bruno San Martino should like you know host it mm-hmm, or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They couldn't even get up on top of the ropes though to jump. So they'd be chest bumping a lot. <laughs> All out of breath, you know. <laughs> All right, they're back to the corners to take a break after 30 seconds. <laughs> These two men are not in tip-top shape, I tell you. <laughs> oh, Lord. Now back to you, Kevin. <laughs> well, you know, I remember back in the day. Oh, goodness gracious. Um, so, all right, so done with all that stuff. That's yes. a good one. Lily V6, next. We're going to go with Noel Gallagher versus Liam Gallagher. No. <laughs> Freaking well, Irish. If you'd name your kids Liam and Noel, they're going to be punching each other in the face. Yeah. I mean, gonna it's just in their blood anyway, anger. to be honest. Uh, but the two brothers have admitted they've had uh, been at odds since they had to share a bedroom at, as kids. Mm-hmm. Um, over 20 years of fighting had finally taken a toll on the brothers on the night of August 28th, 2009. They are just notoriously... Constantly fighting at shows, backstage, what have you. Um, a few minutes before the band was to take the stage at Rock and, Sign Fe- Rock and Sign Festival in Paris, the two siblings engaged in a violent backstage fight that resulted in Liam smashing his brother's guitar. And this was the second reported violent incident that year with the brothers. Liam had hit Nolan in the head with a tambourine earlier in the year. Seems like it's the little brother causing the problems, which is usually the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, Noel drove off uh, and the show was canceled. Uh, the manager stated that Oasis did not exist anymore. Uh, two hours later, a message from Noel appeared on their website stating that he could not work with Liam anymore and they have not seen each other since. And again, I reiter- reiterate, it's the younger sibling that's causing the problems. Um, <laughs> there are versions uh, like um, where it's just Noel and he, he's a good singer. Mm-hmm. And the, he pulls plays the whole show and does does, does all the singing. You could find them on YouTube. Um, yeah, but man, they did make some good records. I mean, they made some really, that's really, really one of good. Those, that's like a great band. That's one of those like <laughs> '90s bands that I actually don't mind. Like, like I like when bands actually cover Oasis. I don't hate it. So 
It's always a good one to listen to. Where were you when we were getting high? Right? I was over here. I was over here laughing at you. I was in the middle. You passed it to me. Puff, pass. They were just notorious for fighting constantly, as brothers do. These ones were just worse. You know, and then so... This is a band that is, I don't know, maybe one of you guys have this band on your list for something, but here's a, here's one uh, that do, two brothers that do not fight, Eddie and Alex Van Halen. And then there's that. You know what I mean? <laughs> they just like, fight everybody else. Right. They just fight everybody <laughs> yeah. else. They, 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 they throw their anger outward. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I wanted to put you guys uh, hip to a very awesome, uh, and it's pretty old, now. it's probably at least 10 years old, uh, Oasis version of Come On, Feel the Noise. Oh. It's very, very cool. Hmm. I have to hear that. Very, very cool. Yeah, it's live, it's Noel, and it's Noel singing it. Yeah. And it, his like, tone is, you, you got to see it, dude. He's, I think he's playing like a 335. Dude, it's so like, it's like guitar nerd. You'll like, lose your mind. It's like vintage this <laughs> and vintage blows. that. Yeah. All right, yeah. cool. Sorry. It's for you guitar nerds out there. I Sorry, I guitar geeked <laughs> for a second. <laughs> oh, no, you didn't. Oh, yeah, you did. <laughs> It'll blow your mind right through your face. Whoa. Oh, wow. Okay, so so this is another one <clears throat> that I was just, I had read this and had to, I, I, I had to get some more information on what in the hell happened between Paul Simon and Art Garfunkel. And... If you when you just read the sort of like initial blurb about it, you know you you see these things on the internet. Let me pull one, um, and it doesn't really tell you why. Mm-hmm. This is this kind of per- perplexed me. Um, two folk musicians recorded their last album, nineteen um, seventies highly uh, successful "Bridge Over Troubled Water." At the time, when their personal relationship was rapidly deteriorating, the two couldn't decide on the 12th and final song of the album and refused to record each other's choices. So the album was released with only 11 tracks. Now you talk about like wow. two kids. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm taking my toys and going home. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of these feuds though, it seems And like. then in the 80s, a reunion album was planned, but Simon unexpectedly removed Garfunkel's vocals and released the disc as <laughs> solo. <laughs> that does sound Simon like and- kid trick. A couple years later, when the duo was inducted into the, you got to listen to this. Okay, this is this is this is freaking jacked up. Um, a, a couple years later, when the duo was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Art made the mature decision to put the past behind him and publicly praise Paul for his songwriting ability. Mm. Paul responded by saying, "Arthur and I agree about almost nothing, but it's true. I have enriched his life quite a bit." <laughs> Um, that's humble. That's yeah. good stuff. That's very humble. And he, he, the these guys had issues from the very, 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 very beginning. They actually um, <clears throat> uh, met in 1953. Wow! So that they'd been they, so they were they were school kids, and um, they had they did some different kind of stuff. They actually they recorded a song called "Hey Schoolgirl." And um, got on the Billboard charts and, and stuff like that, but they <laughs> they they broke up because uh, the uh, their manager approached Paul about uh, doing two singles as a solo star, and he agreed 
but didn't tell Art, and then Art got pissed off. And so this is where the problems begin. Okay. And then they go, then then nothing happens, and then um, they they get back together in the 60s and start doing the music that most of us mm-hmm. know that they did. <clears throat> but so they try to give it another go, been working on music separately, and... Um, the the Garfunkel liked the song uh, "Sound of Silence." Columbia Records signed the duo. Um, they released uh, "Wednesday Morning" three a.m. in '64. The album was most ignored by critics, um, but uh, the pair's next two albums, "Sound of Silence," "Parsley Sage," "Rosemary and Time," were big hits when they recorded the soundtrack for "The Graduate" in. 1967, great years, the year I was born, and Mrs. Robinson topped the charts. So, you know, things are going good, things are going good, things are going good. Um, but uh, Paul Simon has had issues with depression, and he said that um, we was asked, like, why? Because people were like, you have, like, the greatest life ever, you're rich, whatever, because they, they were millionaires by this point. And he said, um, he's, so he said that the bad stuff that in his life was he was being, he was, was that he was short, not having the voice that he wanted, not looking the way that he wanted to look, and having a bad relationship. <clears throat> and um, he, that was kind of what he was focusing on. And Art <laughs> knew his insecurities and used them to mess with him on different occasions. Um, I remember doing a photo session. Artie said, no matter what happens, I'll always be taller than you. Nice. Stuff like that. That's nice. And um, so... So Art's a bully. Yeah. Punk. So, so well, you know, <laughs> he's a punk. And then, then what happened after the Graduate came out? They were all they were in a movie together, and Paul Simon's character was written out and did not appear on the screen, but Art's was on. And then Mike Nichols asked him to be in another movie. So, and then he said, "Well, I'm sorry, Paul, I can't come record with you because I'm going to go be in this movie." And Paul was like, "You know, if you if if this movie's big, you know, you're just going to leave the band." <laughs> That kind of thing, you know. So um, that was really kind of like it. So it was like kind of several um, different things kind of building up. But some of it was just pure personal, you know, and just inse- in- insecurities. Hmm. And uh, but, but on Art's side of it, he, he knew that he was screwed because Paul Simon wrote all the songs. Right. That's really what... What Paul and and I remember hearing Paul Simon talk about this on the Howard Stern show that like having to get out there because he he was terribly insecure about his singing, having to get out there and try to you know do these gigs without art it was just like really was really really hard on him. Really, it was just not something he was used to. Didn't think he could do it, but he he sounds great, doesn't he? I mean, you never oh, listen to Paul yeah, Simon. Yeah, like that. Go, oh, he, he should he should bring Art Garfunkel back. You know, <clears throat> you yeah. never say that. You know. <clears throat> but insecurities and you know, etc. These things just kind of tore the whole thing apart, and eventually they did uh, put their differences behind them, and we're going to do a uh, kind of a big tour. But Art has having voice problems. Mm. So, Ironically, yeah, they yeah. they they sort they reconcile, but then Art just. You know, and and of course, Paul said, "I I I feel sort of betrayed because he didn't let me know how bad his voice was." So they're back to their old tricks again. Mm-hmm. Kids, children. You know, to, I know. to which Art replied, "I'm still taller than you." <laughs> so, so you know, some things they they just don't change. 
things just don't change. The more things change, the more they stay the same. Exactly right. right. Oh my goodness. I'm sorry. I feel like I've been talking for two hours. Uh, Lily V6. <laughs> it's only been. Three I think it's hours. his time. Oh, you have, you have another hey. one. I'm yeah, sorry. I do have another oh. one. Well, you have. Oh, oh, you have cheats. Okay, I see that. He wrote all his out. Like he's in school. I, like I am in school. Uh, so this one. Hey, Kevin, uh, read hey. your report for us, please. Thank you. What I did on my summer vacation. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I don't know if you knew this, Lou. I know you're kind of a rock and roll guy. Lou, I know a couple of things. I don't know if you know this. Uh, that uh, that guy. I know what I know if you know what I mean. <laughs> Ironic. Um, so, uh, so I don't know if you knew this, but that guy from Megadeth, that Dave Mustaine fella, he was in a band before Megadeth. Did you know that? Uh, yeah, he was. He was. He, yeah. he was. He was in the Beatles, wasn't he? No, we're gonna no, do. No. We're he gonna was, go do LSD with was, Paul McCartney. No. Yes, well, it's Rolling Stones. Anyway, so he was in. Uh, he was in the. Was uh, in the Rolling was in Stones, the, uh, Kevin. Yes. <laughs> oh my God! Oh no, you didn't. Oh yes, I did. <laughs> I lost it. I was doing that. Never mind. Good, that, that, that's fine. That's right. Yeah. Hey, he was in that band there, you know, called Metallica. Um, now, Metallica, do you have this on your list? Probably, right, Lily? I do. Of course can, I do. You can jump in at any time. No, go ahead. You can get it. No, no. Well, we, we could be like a duo. We could be like Sonny and Cher. Oh, boy. Oh, Only boy. if I get to be Sonny. I got you, I'll, babe. I'll be sure. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, back in 1983, uh, Metallica kicked Dave out of the band for uh, drug and alcohol abuse. Yeah, oh, that's a shame. Who does that? <laughs> Imagine a guy in a rock band who did drugs. <laughs> or drank. <laughs> and got kicked out of the band for it. Nah, that's actually probably like a prerequisite. Anyway, <laughs> this is something I think there's way more to. But go ahead. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, so of course, Dave formed uh, uh, Megadeth uh, shortly after that. Um, but Dave harbored uh, hatred toward the members of the Metallica band there for years and years and years. And the feud was actually examined in the 2004 Metallica documentary, Some Kind of Monster. Um, Lars, Lars Ulrich, uh, uh, the drummer from Metallica said that Dave's inability to move on was mind blowing. Um, but, but hold on. There's a little bit but of wait, happiness there's here. More. But, but wait, there's more. Uh, now so in, what? Two, so in 2010, um, the musician shared the stage during a big four show to perform, uh, um, Diamond Heads, I Am Evil. Right. So that's kind of cool. And in 2011, uh, Dave joined Metallica for one of their 30th anniversary shows. Uh, but, you know, I just get that feeling. He still harbors a little bit of animosity. Like he's going to kill them all in their sleep. Yeah, or if, he, like if given the chance. <laughs> I kind of feel that with you. He'd kill them all. Yeah, I think he would. Did he have some kind of religious conversion? He did. He did find God. Thank God. Like, which Black, is probably why he forgave the band. Like, like Blackie Lawless. Yes. What? Do you know that Wasp is a Christian rock band now? They've been Christian rock for like the past ten years. I, yeah. I didn't get the memo. Well, now you got it. Now I can it's buy their so albums. It's so crazy because this is now the band. Now I can that's buy like, their albums. <laughs> mean yeah. and man, you know these songs. This is the like one the beast and all that. You know where they threw meat at women on the stage. <clears throat> As you do, sure. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, not that kind of meat. <laughs> Not that kind of meat? Oh, Lord. Oh, heavens. Oh, bless, bless me. me. Anyways, um, <laughs> yeah, me. that that is a... Is there anything you want to fill in on that, Lily? Oh, or? he got all what I had. Shut up. And um, Shut speaking the front of... Door. Sh- I'm getting good at this. Speaking of shutting up... High five. 
Oh. Lily, can you please <laughs> check you me the and see who's on and what's going on if anybody's any questions? We've got Bill Thomas. It is always the younger sibling's fault. And hey, Michael hey, Gold's hey. nothing like <laughs> musicians feuding. Uh, Mustang. Must, Mustang. Mustang was in Metallica. <laughs> so, And we do have other watchers, but they are not talking. So You can talk. Speak, They're speak afraid of us. Talk. I don't blame them. Are you right? <laughs> I'm afraid but of us. That's who's on the um, inner circle. I do not have the All right, guys. Cool. Awesome. If you would like to join in on the conversation, you can leave us comments. We'll check it out. And but you must go to our inner circle group. The best way to get a part of that is and to get some great music and stuff for yourself is to go to lulombardimusic.com. Uh, also, shout out to wolfscustoms.online. Custom uh, paint jobs on musical instruments. Uh, to call that a paint job, though, is a really understatement. You have to go to the website and see what it can do. It's really, really sweet. And shout out to rockrageradio.com. Um, okay, who wants to... Oh, Kevin. Or Lily. No, no, it's Lily's turn. Lily. Now it's my turn. I've got Courtney Love versus Dave Grohl. Oh. This was one of the did more... Did you see my thing no, today? No, I didn't read it. Did I even get it? No, did you see... <laughs> no, when I posted the event, did you see the picture I made? No. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, yeah, well, you didn't see it. Okay, I'm going to find it okay. and, and, while you're doing this, but it's related um, to your okay. topic. This is one of the more public feuds in rock. Kurt Cobain's widow, Courtney Love, and Nirvana, dr- Nirvana drummer Dave Grohl did battle in the press and on social media for about 15 years. <laughs> uh, well, Courtney Love, I am not shocked about. Dave Grohl, I'm a little surprised about. Um, when Grohl guested on Howard Stern in 1999, he said his favorite whole song was Teenage Whore because it was one he knew Love actually wrote. Whether or not he meant it that way, who knows? He seems like Rock's nice guy. Maybe he didn't mean it that way. Maybe he was actually paying her a compliment. Uh, but of course, Love was heated after this uh spilled over into and it spilled over into legal battles over unreleased nirvana music among other things um she publicly insulted Grohl, saying he was sexually obsessed with cobain even suggesting that he tapped taylor hawkins as the drummer for foo fighters since he resembles kurt uh she also accused him of hitting on her don't believe that at all Mm-mm. and her daughter maybe Francis Bean Cobain. in 2014 they got over it and hugged it out at that year's rock and roll hall of fame ceremony so now you're showing me a picture <laughs> I can totally. I think probably Did the worst thing. Okay, <laughs> that's great. I can totally see why it's a problem that we have social media for someone like Courtney Love to get a hold of it because she's totally one of those women that would use it yeah. as women would in a malicious way. Yes. So oh I can God. see that being a problem. Oh my. I um, yeah. Th- <laughs> I rem- I've heard both of them on Stern, and um, remember Courtney Love. It, it, somehow it came up in the conversation and like people didn't I, you just didn't think about this but Nirvana is still a business mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so they have to have business meetings oh, with all of them <laughs> oh, and she, no. I'm sure and, she's yeah, fantastic yeah. at every and, one of those uh, and, um, and and it like Courtney Love like mentioned it kind of offhand and, and and Howard's like what what and she's like yeah um, well you know Nirvana is still like a business and you know so we have to have these meetings and she and she was like yeah we had Dave Grohl in here how does it, how does that work between the two <laughs> and she really kind of went off and said all kind of she, she's a, but who does Courtney Love like she's a freaking wacky she job. likes herself she does she was very she good. like herself like, I, know, I, I tell you what man I've, I've dated people like her who were like could turn anything around into anything like very quick mm-hmm. they could spin a thread like a yarn like yeah so fucking like 
you have your head spinning. It's it, uh, the popular term now is gaslighting. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, she was just like, huh, and it was just, you know what I mean? It was so what she was saying was so convoluted. And just crazy. And you knew that's why Stern loves him. Oh, mm-hmm. totally <clears throat> drama. Yeah, he loves that perfect. stuff. She's he feeds off that. that. Yeah, she's perfect for that. But um, that was it was good stuff. But yeah, that was um, a poor a poor Dave Grohl. <laughs> he seems like a nice guy. And he's got to put up with that. Uh, I know, know, right? You know that's got, you know those calls. They've got to be crazy. <laughs> I would love to hear those. They should release those. Yeah, they should should put an album up. That should be an album. Right? (laughs) Yeah, the next album. They all curse, cussing each other out and stuff like that. It'd be a lot of beeping on regular TV. (laughs) (laughs) On her part. Poor Chris just sitting there like dumbfounded, like just quiet. I don't want to get involved in this. Um, This guy, you know, he's, he's he's been mentioned once already, but I don't think, I don't... Do, uh, it, do you want to do, do it, it or do you want to do it? Well, I have it, but if I'll you tell you what I'm going to do. In this, I'm going to I'm going to do this instead. Okay, so we talked about um, the Gall- the Gallagher brothers, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we talked about well, they are the the Beach Boys, you know, the cousins, though relatives, know, they, relatives, you know what I mean. And um, but there is just something about brothers. <laughs> Maybe they shouldn't be in bands together because the Kinks, Ray Davies and Dave Davies. There's yeah. one thing we've learned from this list so far. Like I said, is rock bands with brothers. That's like a, <laughs> it's like a recipe for fun, right? Uh, <laughs> Some, the only something uh, three brotherly bands. Uh, you know, so just an, another brotherly <laughs> band is the Everly Brothers. I don't know if we're going to talk about them. Um, there's there's, th- there's actually three we could think of, uh, but you know, also the Kings of Leon. Mm-hmm. As well, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyways, Ray and Dave Davies are another perfect example. They reportedly had a hard time getting along since early childhood, but in 1996, Ray reportedly ruined his younger brother's 50th birthday party by jumping on top of the cake to declare his own genius. Dave was public has publicly declared his brother an asshole <laughs> and has compared him to toxic poison. They haven't performed performed together since the cake incident. You know, I can sit here and imagine this going on and I just think, wow, he just wasn't getting enough attention that day from mom. Mm-hmm. I just feel that's how that happened. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Not, listen, this wasn't the, their fifth birthday. No. Or the 15th birthday. It's the freaking 50th. Well, they obviously don't know how to act. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, my sister used to date this guy, Noah, and I used to hang out with his friend, James. And whenever James wasn't getting enough attention, he would literally stand on his bar stool and wave his hands at me. And that's what that reminds me of. Ooh, 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 <laughs> yes. Ooh, 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 and ooh. that's how I feel about that. Mr. <laughs> Cartier. To quote, to quote Forrest Gump. And that's all I have to say about that. Brothers can't work together, obviously. <laughs> that's just no. crazy. No. That's just, you know, we did talk about Eddie and Alex and another uh, brother, um, uh, the uh, set of brothers that were um, worked well together was the bass player. And I'm sorry, so we have to look it up. The bass player and the drummer for Sticks. Okay. Brothers. I didn't know that. I'm oh, sure. really? Yeah. I believe they may have even been twins. I did not know that. I didn't know so, that either. Uh, yeah, but uh, okay. Anyway, so Lily, um, do you want to go ahead and talk about the Axe Man himself? 
Oh, you mean Axel versus the entire band? <laughs> He's, this might be the only guy who appears twice on our list. <laughs> he could appear more than twice, even. The legendary award-winning, amazing record-selling lead singer has managed to go through 20 different musicians over the band's long existence. He has been called one of the most difficult people to work with in history of rock. Uh, as we have seen, he cannot even finish some shows because of his diva attitude. Um, and he has such a big attitude for a little guy. Mm-hmm. There was... Um, Creative differences because uh, with and feuds with the band members and uh, the the stories really can go on. One of the lowest moments I have can't see this. I'm sorry. One of the lowest moments was in a 2009 interview where he poo pooed on his bandmate Slash. He stated, and I quote, personally. Oh, I thought you meant he literally no no poo pooed. He stated he made a poopy on Slash. Although he probably would, but we're not talking about Gigi Allen, so. Uh, personally, I consider Slash... He hired Gigi Allen to poop on Slash. I'm Was Gigi sorry. alive still? I'm just... I'm sorry. <laughs> personally, I consider Slash a cancer and better removed, avoided, and uh, the less anyone heard of him or his supporters, the better. So not only is he insulting an amazing musician, but his the mu- musician's fans too, and ultimately probably Axel's fans uh, as well. Um, and not only that, we uh, don't know if Rose had intended the stab to cut extra deep on the account of Slash's mother's recent cancer-related death. Which is kind of a low blow. Um, regardless, yeah. Regar- <laughs> regardless, the words didn't sit well with Slash. However, in 2016, the log-standing feud came to an end when Slash rejoined GNR. Um, also, I have included the chart of all the musicians he has wronged that you find on Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Oh, okay. Wait a minute. He, he, according to this chart, he can't. He's at the top. He can't work with himself. No, but I mean, the- <laughs> he, can't, he can't even work. With, that's how bad it is. Can't even work with all the members himself. that have been in that he's worked with that he, at one point, pissed off. Besides himself, he might have pissed himself off. I was wondering why you had that chart. I'm like, what the, <laughs> wow, you really get into this. Well, I found it on the thing. Oh, Charts right. and I had to see it. So he can't. He's had so much difficult even working in his own band. And surprisingly, surprisingly, after what he had said about Slash, it, Slash went back to the whole thing. Yeah. But Slash you loves know, playing. You know, so. getting, you know, it's one thing to say, you know, something like your mother. Or you're an asshole. Or on a, you know, when, when you're on the playground and your mother's alive. Or, you know, when you have like, you know, you make fun of a man's mom like dying yeah, like, less, dude, less, less or like giving him crap about After that. she dies from cancer, calling him a cancer, that's kind of, yeah. it's kind of messed up. Yeah. <laughs> You're the cancer that killed your own mother. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's, that's crazy. Um, John and Chuck Panazzo okay. uh, were the bass player and drummer for Styx. They were fraternal twins. Oh, really? So I just wanted to make sure that we cut that. There's probably somebody in the eyes. They're twins, you moron! Oh, and Bill Thomas actually knew. See? He said. So, Bill, put your pants on. Oh, boy. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Oh, boy. All right, then. Hey, Bill, you know what I heard, buddy? I heard that people are shocked when they find out you're not an electrician. I'm not a good electrician. Sorry, Bill. Oh, boy. So he was so... One word. One word would have made that joke. Not a good electrician. Oh, good. Yeah. (laughs) But still, put your pants on. (sighs) Go to bed, Billy. Okay. (laughs) That's the other... But we have so many bills. We have so many bills and It's a common name. Okay. So... Axel and company. And everybody. And everyone. Axel and, and the world. Axel versus the world! And now that's the next comic book. 
<laughs> yeah, there you are. There's a comic book right there. <laughs> Axel versus the world. You know, okay, so we're going to talk about the Floyd. What time we got here? Let me check, let me check how Floyd. much. Oh, the Floyd. The Floyd. The, the Floyd. Floyd. The pink Floyd. The Floyd. By the way, which one's pink? <laughs> <laughs> well... But uh, th- this is, of course, you know, do we need to insult the audience's intelligence by explaining who Pink Floyd is? If we have to explain who Pink Floyd is, they probably shouldn't be listening. But um, at some point, Roger Waters announced that his de- he was departing the band and marking a solo career, forming Gilmore. Uh, the rest of, Gil- of the Gilmore-headed band, that they were uh, barred from using the name Pink Floyd or using his inflatable pig. This is where I think it's uh-huh. like children. You can't play with my you toys. You can't my pig. It's mine. <laughs> Mom bought it for me. Ma! It's been my pig. Nice. That's what I think of. Nice. The two parties obviously <laughs> ended up in a legal battle with Waters telling Rolling Stone at the time, if one of us was going to be called Pink Floyd, it's me. That's my pig. <laughs> There's more. That's my plane crashing. <laughs> the court eventually signed it with Gilmore and the rest of the band, and it wasn't until 05 that Waters performed against Pink Floyd. Wow. Um, he took a temper. Wow. <laughs> Just wow. I remember reading um, when there were two Pink Floyds touring. That's eventually what it came down to. So, because like Waters was like, well, okay, screw it. You know, if he's going to go on and do it, I'm going to, you know. I've seen it. both. And, um, <laughs> I remember reading an interview with him, and I can't remember if it was it was Bass Player Magazine or, or something like that, where he was like, yeah, this was kind of depressing. You know, we'd roll into Cleveland, and we're at the, um, we're at the VFW. Right. And, and, and David's band is at, like, the Guga Dome, you know, for three nights, sold out. And we're trying to give away free beer at the VFW. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> But um, for those of you who grew up uh, in Pittsburgh in the late 80s and early 90s, um, Roger Waters lived up in Cranberry. Up in Cranberry. He lived up in Cranberry. <laughs> so, um, I've seen him at the Walmart. Guess what he's buying? What's he buying? The cranberries. Cranberries. He's, he Pants and the, that's why he moved there. He thought they just growed there. <laughs> But um, so so, but it, but eventually, what happened was these two guys got invited onto World Cafe by David Die. Mm-hmm. You remember that show? Sure, so it's on sure. uh, NPR. Public or NPR. And um, I remember I was down here in the studio and I was setting stuff up <clears throat> for something, and I knew this was going to happen. And I don't get good FM down here at the time, so I went and bought an FM antenna for my stereo because I did <laughs> not want to miss this because yep. I knew I was going to be down here setting stuff up for something. And um, I listened to the whole thing. It was, it was really interesting because you didn't know what was going to happen because they hadn't spoken to each other. And it that's what got them talking in and eventually got them back together. So the power of, you know... You know, kind of like in that case, a sort of positive thing that came out of sort of like rock journalism or music journalism. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, very, very, very cool. You know very who cool. David Dye should have on next? Who? Courtney Love and Dave Grohl. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, I'm gonna. I think that I'm there should be a him. Nirvana reunion with Courtney Love, oh, God. Dave Grohl, and Chris Novoselic. Oh, yeah. 
And yeah. then That's literally your worst idea you've ever, you've ever had. No, I'd pay to see that. No. <laughs> Instead of Nirvana, it should be Nervagina. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. Oh, Nirvana. Oh, man. <laughs> Say on one side, Nervagina, and on the back it's gonna say Horvana. <laughs> <laughs> and we're now we sued do, by Courtney Love. We should do that. We should start a whole fake like media thing that like that Nirvana is reuniting with Courtney Love. We should start like putting it out there and like starting all kind of rumors and stuff. That'd be hilarious. You heard it here first. Major major announcement. Major announcement. Major announcement. And then <laughs> when Courtney Love knocks on Lou's door. Yeah, to smash him in the face with a chair. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, uh, so, other than that, what else do you have, Lily? Do you have anything else? Uh, I have one more. Go for it. Oh, I keep forgetting about Pittsburgh Kevin. Yeah, so now, now that I'm actually doing some research. <laughs> well, I guess because of for the some. first uh, few weeks you were yeah yeah I was unprepared, into the, yeah. easing into it, and, and I'm like, so so like I was oh. not you know. You'd well, send and me we only sat here and, and talked for half an hour before the podcast, and not one time did you say, uh, "Lou, I actually made notes tonight." Like you didn't Sorry. tell me anything. He's got his little paper. <laughs> it was not visible. <laughs> what? Are you, what's your next one? All right, so the next one is uh, Trent Reznor and Marilyn Manson. I almost had, put that one. Oh, I'm glad. Oh, I'm glad you did. All right. So uh, initially, they were friends, <clears throat> uh, and Mar- uh, Trent and Marilyn had a falling out because Marilyn left Reznor's Nothing record label to go to Interscope. Um, the two fired jabs back and forth at each other uh, for a while. Uh, but then... <laughs> what? <clears throat> uh, the two patched things up and Marilyn appeared in Nine Inch Nails' Star. Now, when when I read this part, it, it didn't actually spell anything out. So I'm going to say it probably stands for something out of Star Effers. <laughs> I'm going to say it's probably something else. Yeah, you're uh, correct. <laughs> yes. Uh, their, their Star Effers Incorporated video and actually joined Nine Inch Nails on stage at Madison Square Garden. Uh, but to this day, Reznor still kind of sends some little jabs out to Marilyn's, Marilyn's way because of uh, substance abuse. Of course, I'm sure that he has a couple of other things to talk about now. But, <laughs> but anyway. Now that he's been in the media a bit. <laughs> Stop giving him toys. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good one. Play the fart one. That oh. one makes me giggle. Oh boy, okay, listen, <laughs> listen. This, this was important. This is serious now. Come on now. Um, <laughs> Lily. My turn. <laughs> it's Lily's turn. Sharon Osbourne versus what? Iron Maiden. Oh, yeah. We all know who Sharon Osbourne is, and we know she can be a bird lady or an angry lady. Um, <laughs> Those of you who uh, don't know, she is Ozzy Osbourne's wife and manager. Iron Maiden's final performance on the 2005 OzFest tour was a memorable one. Uh, playing in San Bernardino, California, the band experienced multiple sound cuts and a roadie ran out waving a flag chanting Ozzy through, through the PA system. Um, also, uh, the band was pelted with eggs by the audience members put in place by Sharon Osbourne because she is obviously an adult. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting. 
she took the stage after Maiden's performance calling Bruce Dickinson a prick for knocking the Osbournes for having a television series, among other demeaning words the singer sprouted throughout the tour. Following the event, Maiden's manager released a single statement expressing the band's collective disgust and moved on in the way that Iron Maiden would because they aren't childish like Sharon Osbourne is and would play little juvenile tricks to retaliate for Ozzy. Uh, Sharon has always been kind of a bitch in the music world, so... (laughs) There it is. (laughs) We need to build a wall. And now Sharon Osbourne is going to find me and beat the crap out of me. So, there's that. Um, (laughs) Dude... Did you ever? I keep calling back the classic Stern stuff, but it's insane clown posse. You remember mm. that? Mm-hmm. They were like they wanted to physically fight her. They wanted it was like it was gonna yeah. be like it was gonna be like Axl like, Rose, like Axel Rose and, and Vince Neil. Yeah, they wanted to have Can a you imagine physical, well, you know Stern and that they were losing their mind. That was radio gold. It was like, that was amazing. But I mean, that was like a, t- that went on and on and on. That went on for years. I don't even know if this if ever got resolved. I mean, cause they were, they were so cruel to Ozzy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They were, they were saying absolute <laughs> terrible stuff about like, you know, just like making fun out of the fact that he was like brain dead and stuff like that. Like, you know. Shouldn't make fun of That's that. That's not even funny. <laughs> Shouldn't make fun of that. Yeah, well, that's it's not Ozzy. It's not Ozzy's fault. He's like that. Oh wait. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> he found a thing. I, I know. I just I have to find a better way to get this into the recording. Yes, but we'll get yes. there. All, right. um, all good ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all good ones. You guys, you guys did some good work this week. I am proud of everybody here. I'm proud of you. Aww. I'm proud of you. Where's my star sticker? Um, this is one that is like we kind of forget about because we just have this band so romanticized, you know. Mm -hmm. But after the death of their manager Brian Epstein in '67, Mm. the Beatles found themselves headed for a breakup. McCartney took over the reins, but Lennon later said he was just leading the band around in circles. And the group split in 70. John then released How Do You Sleep in 71, taking a dig at McCartney by singing, The only thing you did was yesterday. The sound you make is Muzak to my ears. How do you sleep? Years after Lennon's death, McCartney made a sly jab at Lennon by reversing the order of their famously trademarked songwriting credit, Lennon McCartney, on the 2002's Back in the U.S. Uh, live album. However, McCartney has since stated that he is now content to keep the credits as they originally were on future works. So, Because uh, now he's trying to get into heaven. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now he's trying to get into heaven. And, um, <laughs> well, that did, that, that sort of made them all kind of rethink things when John Lennon uh, was killed. But, um, these two were really like, I mean, this is what broke up the Beatles. Here it comes. It was those two. <laughs> just, they 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 had just had enough of each other. I think that I think that George Harrison and Ringo Starr would still be in the Beatles today if they oh, could. Yeah. They were. I think they were completely continuous to do. It was these two guys. It's the egos, man. <clears throat> yeah, you get. To, it's like I hate to quote Spinal Tap, but it's, you you have two visionaries, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it you know it gets good, but then. It can turn to shit, and, it, and it's a shame too because uh, Paul and John they were kind of the they were kind of like the uh, the Lennon and McCartney of the Beatles. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? 
Do you have any others, Lily? I have Aerosmith versus Steven Tyler. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's pretty remarkable for a band to maintain the same lineup for more than four decades. Uh, Aerosmith has done it, but not without some shakeups and strife over the years. Oh, boy, we have sound effects. Sorry, I didn't mean to do that. In 1979, <laughs> with drug use aggravating interband tensions, lead guitarist Joe Perry left Aerosmith with rhythm guitarist Brad Whitford following two years later. Both rejoined in 1984, but by 2009, the band was unraveling again when lead singer Steven Tyler, having recently fallen off stage during a concert, hinting uh, he was leaving the band to work on Brand Tyler. Aerosmith began auditioning replacements for Tyler, who returned to the band, but then became a judge on American Idol, infuriating Perry. Uh, The band did create a new album, Music from Another Dimension, and then they gained their residency in Vegas, traveling for one-offs on the East Coast. And finally, they were doing their final gig, or they will be doing their final gig at Fenway Park in Boston in September of uh, 2022. Maybe it is time to call it quits before any more feuds happen or, you know, Steven falls off the damn stage again and dies. Mm -hmm. Because I missed that show because he fell off the stage a week before the show I was supposed to see. Just saying. (laughs) Probably broke a hip. Broke something. But yeah. That's it's been a drug abuse, and then you know the egos and because they have like you know that was weird when I remember hearing about him falling off the stage and stuff, and the the rumor that he was back on drugs, and I kind of like blows my mind because I, I knew people that were like peripherally involved with like tours with them and stuff, guys that were like roadies and stuff, mm-hmm. and they they literally they wouldn't have anybody in the crew if you were caught with weed or anything you were gone it was like goodbye mm-hmm. they did not mess around because they just could not be around it that is how yeah. addicted those yeah. guys were. i mean that's how motley crew was for a long time so like it just kind of blows my mind that like he would find himself you know and they would have to take a hard stand on it because they took a hard stand with everybody on it you know yeah yeah who knows but there it is um, time for one short one. Una mas. And this, which is a kind of, this, and you'll, when you, when I say time for a short one, you will understand yeah. what the joke is oh, here. No. here we go. Two rock gods have been standing beside each other on stage for about 50 years or so. During that, during that span, they've done their share of feuding. However, in later years, it seems that Jagger and Richards had finally outgrown their differences. The Stones embarked on several financially successful and peaceful tours after regrouping in the mid-90s following various solo efforts. When Richards decided to publish an autobiography in 2010 in which he called Jagger's manhood a tiny doja. I love it. He said it like that. I say it's got a tiny doja. <laughs> it does. Mick demanded a formal apology before he would tour with the band again, and he got one. The two are currently back on good terms and here is your dodger it's not an artful dodger it's a tiny dodger it's a tiny dodger i mean really (laughs) you know it is funny and with some people with we like some there's all no matter how old you get or how much success you have in life you can find yourself sometimes becoming childish right we all, no. I think we all do. No. And the difference is that these people are famous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, like if Eric and I were like fucking with each other, and you know, he said, "Yeah, we well, got a, yeah, it's because you got a small dick or something right. like that," you know, they just, yeah. yeah. But because these, we just all laugh. Just because these guys are famous and the egos are like, uh-huh. you know, it turns into like you know, uh-uh. it turns into media drama. Uh-uh. It's huge.
Ethan, my Dodger's tiny. Dodger. <laughs> I was talking about your car, wasn't I? All right, so, all right, all right, all right. Okay, so check them out. Those are fun. And let's do a This Day in Music before we get the heck out of here. Wolfscustoms.online, rockrageradio.com. My website is lulombardimusic.com. Um, speaking of John Lennon. Always. This, this mm-hmm. day in 1957, John Lennon and Paul, Paul McCartney met for the first time. Whoa. <sighs> the Woolton Church Parish where the quarrymen were appearing. As the quarrymen were setting up for their evening performance, McCartney, eager to impress Lennon, picked up a guitar and played 25th Rock by right. Eddie Cochran and Bebopalua by Gene Vincent. Lennon was impressed and even more so when McCartney showed Lennon and Eric Griffiths how to tune their guitars. <laughs> That's a game changer yeah, right, right there. That's magical. Um... Oh, you're going to like this one, Pittsburgh, Kevin. Yeah. On this day, Jane Brown. Oh, tell me about it. Oh, my God. Tell me about it, Lou. I want to hear about it right now. Lou? Come on now. You went, James. Come on now. You went to number two on this day in the U.S. album chart with Live at the Apollo, recorded on the night of October 24th, 1962, at Brown's own expense. I remember that. I paid for it. Lou, I it paid spent for that. 66 weeks on the album's charts. In 03, the album was ranked number 24 in Rolling Stone Magazine's list of the greatest I'm gonna kiss albums of all time. I'm kiss myself. Oh, my God. <laughs> Get me out of here. <laughs> yeah. The man, the Godfather. I mean, the, the, Beatles, God, the Beatles are on here again. Pink Floyd. Oh. Uh, I know the Rolling Stones are on here. More Rolling Stones, more Jim. Oh, we get some Jimi Hendrix. Uh, nah, you wouldn't want to hear that. Okay, you wouldn't like that. <laughs> you wouldn't like that. No, you wouldn't care. Yeah, no. probably not. None, none of this is going to matter to anybody. So, all right, we're just going to go home now. See ya. Uh, happy birthday, yes. to Mr. Rock Around the Clock himself, Bill Haley. Bill Haley, born this day in, in 1925. Hmm. Uh, Gene Chandler. Do you know what song Gene Chandler sang? No. Duke, 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 Duke oh, over. Yeah. Check that out. Happy birthday, Happy 1937. Birthday. Yep. Uh, I only oh. know that because we were supposed to perform that in the talent show. Michael Shreve of oh. Santana was born the same 49. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Nancy Griffith, who I... Griffith? Peter Griffith? Griffith. Uh, oh. Oh, I saw. Um, yeah, I, I've I've seen her at one of those Yep things. Very okay. good, very good singer songwriter. My sister Patty. <laughs> Happy birthday to the one and only Fifty Cent. Fifty Cent. Fifty Cent. Fifty. I hope that you get many Fifty Senses on your birthday today. That's nice. Got That's a nice thought. It's a nice thought, Lou. You know, this has been um, real. Real what? It's been nice, but it hasn't been real, real nice. Oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, guys, it was LudiniRockAndRollCircus.com, LilyV6.com. Not yet. I'm just kidding. RockRageRadio.com <laughs> and WolfsCustoms.online. Lily, why don't you, speaking of Rock Rage Radio, why don't you tell uh, folks at home about uh, your show? My show is Hot Licks with Lily Six, Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern on Rock Rage Radio. You can get the app for free um, or go to RockRageRadio.com. And I will be 
doing live videos at Gigaroo this weekend. Uh, it's a charity event. Two days of local bands. Should be good times. So check that out. Also, I'm seeing Jackal on Sunday. Tell him I said hi. At Jurgles. Jesse James Jackal? Dupree. Yup. Jackal What's at that Jurgles. Again? Sunday. <clears throat> that sounds like a very nice evening out. Oh, my God. <laughs> And get some cocktails, you know. Probably your, not. It's wear, Sunday. Wear your best disco pants. Ooh, I don't. Nice. I don't have disco pants. We'll fix that. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, next week's show, tune in when we'll be discussing the role of disco pants mm. and how they revolutionized music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, all right, guys. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. Um, one more time, I'm going to. Uh, we're gonna just we're just gonna play the song again until you guys get sick of it. Uh, it's the song I have out right now. You get more information about it. Get the story of the song and the lyrics by going to LouLombardiMusic.com. You guys have a great week, and we'll catch you all on the next Ludini Rock and Roll Circus. Shakes, I'm gonna all night from every word. I 
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.